Get fit. Mind, body, and soul. With pro athlete, impact speaker, and performance coach, DeAndre Borrell. Saturdays at 8.30 a.m. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Get Fit, Mind, Body, and Soul. My name is DeAndre Borrell. Uh, just very thankful for this morning. I hope everyone's having a blessed day uh, so far all over the country. Uh, like I said, early morning right now. Those of you in the Pacific time, Central time, Eastern time, just grateful, man. This this is your first time. I hope you're excited and ready to go. Uh, I am a former NFL player playing for three NFL teams, the Green Bay Packers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Tennessee Titans. I've also played uh, in other professional leagues as well. Uh, overseas in Finland, uh, arena football, won two championships. And uh, currently right now, I am the founder and owner of Create Elite Performance Health and Wellness. Uh, we train youth athletes, high school athletes, and adults uh, that desire to stay healthy and fit. I'm an impact speaker, as well as a board member on the Minority Psychology Network. So I'm very grateful for those things. Uh, the object objective of this show is to create awareness, um, create awareness about health and fitness. So uh, getting you mentally, physically and spiritually fit um, through people's testimonies, through their experiences, through knowledge, through uh, fitness knowledge, how to train, when to train, um, affirmations, what you can do to, to help your whole mindset. Uh, that's what we do here. And this is the objective of the show. It's just, it's just a great feeling, a great thing to do. I'm just very thankful for you and me radio and the weekend show and the support that we do have. So I hope everybody is excited and ready to go as well as doing workouts online. So last week we did a workout online. So uh, just very thankful for that. Um, today, again, uh, is about the comeback, the comeback. So that's big in our lives. Those of you that are watching the comeback mentally, physically, spiritually, that is what we're going to be talking about today. It's going to be exciting and uh, just want to start you off with the verse. I always start off with the Bible verse and a prayer. So the verse of the day is, you see the smile on my face right here. The verse, I'm so excited. The verse of the day is Psalm 118 and 24. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So be glad and be thankful. So I just want to say thank you, Father God, for this moment in time. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for the weekend show. Thank you for you and me radio. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for giving us the grace. Thank you for giving us the blessings that we did not deserve on today and in our past. Uh, you've always loved us since we were in the womb. You created us to be greatness, to be champions, Father God. So we're just grateful for that. So everybody that's tuning in onto this show, everybody that gets to watch the show later, Father God, just touch their hearts and show them who they are and what they can be. Father God, and uh, show them the way mentally, physically, and spiritually, and cover us throughout the day. In the name of Jesus, I pray and thank you. Amen. So, yes, 
I'd like to welcome my special guest. He is a former teammate of mine. He is a man of God. There he is. Look at him. Hawaii record holder, former NFL player. He's also played in the CFL. And, man, he said he's a recovering addict. And that is all a blessing. Um, this guy is special. I love this man for who he is when we were in Green Bay. It just brings back memories to me. Uh, just very grateful to know him. We've actually played each other in college as well. And, uh, man, just spiritually, I know this guy right here was just on top of his game when we were in Green Bay, and we had experiences, man. We didn't been through injuries together, ups and downs during that time, and, you know, just very grateful, man. How you doing, Alex? What's going on, brother? How we doing? I'm doing pretty well, man. Just, just thankful, man. I'm just thankful to see you on here. I haven't talked to you in a long time, and, you know, just – of course, man, talking about the comeback, bro. Um, I think that's big in every aspect of our lives, bro. You know, mentally, physically, spiritually, that's that's a big thing. And, you know, just want to hear your testimony and share your testimonies. Uh, in each one of those phases on what you, what you went through, um, what you went through, what you've been through, your bad experiences, and then how you got out of them. You know, of course, we're always going to say the Lord first. But how you got out of them, you know, um, in each area. So if you would like to share, man, um, the comeback, and you know, I'll give a little bit of, about mine too, because you know, we ain't talking a while. So yeah, um, it's just amazing. I'm just grateful for you, bro. Nah, likewise, bro. Good to see you, man. I'm glad to see what you're doing and, and touching lives, bro. That's what it's about, man. Um, real quick, um, backstory, you know. Grew up in Portland, um, you know, big family, supportive family, um, playing football in high school, you know, going through some struggles with academically and, and, and not getting a chance to, to, to take it to the next level as far as playing D1. Went to a junior college, had some struggles there um, academically, and, you know, there was some homelessness there and, and taking 26 units. So it's always been a grind. Um, you know, coming out of that, um, going to the University of Hawaii, you know, uh, being diagnosed with dyslexia, um, wow. still struggled academically, um, and ended up getting a shot to go play, in the long story short, get a shot to go play professional, um, which was amazing. You know, it's a dream come true. It's a blessing. Um, and that's when I think the trauma from – childhood to high school and college started to reveal itself was when I turned pro and I had to deal with issues that I didn't have time to deal with before. Um, right. I think it started mainly um, during the lockout after the draft when we just had a lot of free time. Yeah, you know, yeah. A lot of free time and, uh, you know, with with the free time, you know, it comes, comes, uh, you know, you can try to find something to do, you get bored, <laughs> you know, you can only work out so much, you know, and so, uh, I just had a lot of, uh, people around me who we wanted to party and have a good time because, you know, when you look at it growing up, they don't tell you about, okay, once you make it, you still got to keep grinding, you know, once you, once you go to the league, you figure you already made it, you figure that's it, 
And so That's partying true. started coming into the into the picture, you know, and we identified that with success. We identified with the women, the cars, the clothes. We identified that with with uh with success looks like on a grand scheme of things, but um and so as that elevated, man, I just took that as okay, I made it, so it's a lifestyle I have to live. This is the stigma that I have to hold from being at this level of success. And so um you know, like out in there, we go, we go, we go Green Bay, we go play. Um, I get hurt. Yeah. Week seven, Minnesota, turn ACL. Um, now I'm on the pain pills. So taking my pain pills. Um, you know, I was coming back home and drinking a lot. You know, uh, struggling with that. You know, again, a lot of free time, a lot of downtime. Um, once you go to treatment, you know, you come home. You know, just drinking and and, and just again identifying the the lifestyle with success and not knowing how to keep discipline with having that success, not having the proper guidance of what no success actually looks like right. property. You know, success actually looks like helping others. Success actually looks like, yeah. you know, investing your money. So it was just different things that we identified it with. And so um, we just, I just continue, man, to keep up with a lifestyle and the stigma that I created and that I saw from the outside looking in, from TV, music videos, you know, I identify that with, with success. And so as time goes on, um, you know, the drinking picks up, you know, I'm still playing ball. Um, I end up going to the Jets, um, you know, still drinking, still smoking. Um, mm -hmm. e e even more so now, because now I'm more into it. And so the more I'm into it, the more I'm trying to keep it with a lifestyle. You know, I go back right. home, you know, I'm doing more partying than I am working out. You know, I'm doing more hanging out. And so, um, once I get out the league, um, now I have nothing but time and I don't have to keep up with the workout part and the success part. Now I'm just keeping up with the stigma. So now I'm the, the, the former athlete with time on my hands and I'm back home and I'm, you know, and I'm trying to figure out how to keep up with the stigma without having that same level of success. And so that's where it started to pick up at, um, a lot more heavily. I got to a bad spot. I ended up going back to playing Canada for a couple of years to try to get my mind back out of what they call the gutter, you know, get my mind back to right. uh, uh, even, you know, playing service field to where I can actually function on my outside life. And I knew football was my only outlet to keep me grounded and disciplined in my outside life without going down the spiral in this rabbit hole that I couldn't climb out of. And so going to Canada, um, you know, it was great, man. I you know, came across some good dudes, but it also had its bad sides too. Just like anything we do, it had bad sides. And so I got into uh, an addiction up there, you know, uh, smoking a lot, you know, drinking a lot, sometimes before games, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes at halftime, you know, drinking in the locker room, you know, and then obviously after the game. So once I got out of Canada, I know I'm speaking the story, but after Canada playing ball, now I'm done completely. So I have no discipline but I'm still right. keeping up with a lifestyle. I'm still keeping up with the stigma of holding a level of, of uh, popularity without the success. So now I'm not playing, but I'm still trying to keep up with the fast lifestyle, the fast pace. And so, you know, partying a lot, man, you know, hanging out with guys I shouldn't be hanging around. And I got into a real deep, dark place that eventually I couldn't climb out of, man. And then, and, uh, you know, doing cocaine, you know, if I'm being if I'm being open about it and transparent about it, um, right. you know, drinking liquor, you know, smoking weed, you know, daily, and it got to a point, man, where I just couldn't manage it. 
You know, I, I, I literally got to a point where I was sitting in my car and I could not manage the lifestyle no more, right? And so I gave up my program manager a call and uh, she said, hey, look, you know, we got one option for you. You know, I'm going to send you to Jacksonville, Florida for 45 days to get help. The next day I went to Florida, man, hopped on a plane, scared as hell, hopped on a plane and and and, and uh and then 45 days there, man. You know, I just I just I just gave it up, you know. I told yeah, God, man. look, I cannot do this on my own number, I need your help. And I went to Florida <laughs> 45 days and got help, you know, and, and it and it uh it was the best gift that I can give myself. I missed uh I missed Thanksgiving. I checked in eleven eleven, November eleventh, twenty twenty one. That's my mm -hmm. sobriety date. I missed Thanksgiving and I missed Christmas. I got out the day after Christmas and I was, I remember feeling so upset and so like sad that I missed Christmas and I couldn't be with the kids, but it was the best gift I can give myself. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It was, it was the best gift that I gave myself because now I'm able to give back to my family, to my kids, to my peers, and to the community in a positive way to where I can help somebody who else is struggling and just right. can't open up or just don't know the words to say or make me scared or in the shell. Cause I was in that shell for years, but I couldn't open up about my addiction because again, I'm holding this stigma. I'm holding this level of success in my head that I created based off what I grew up watching and identifying what success and the status looks like. And so I did 45 days there, man. I got out, man, and 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 you know. I came straight to Houston. My daughter's in Houston. I came straight out here and 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 I turned it over to God. You know, I said, Look, I cannot do this on my own and I need help. And he took Amen. care of it, man. He took care of it, you know. <laughs> and I'm not even I'm not even um I'm not even trying to be like like you know, super duper spiritual, but it really was his his grace and his right, mercy he had on me, man. They get me through it because I literally could not do it on my own. I was done. I was at the at my end. I tried everything I could. I tried to quit a couple of times. Kept going back. Tried to okay, I'm go. Let me go coach a high school team. Get my mind back focused. Coach there, it was great. Went right back to doing what I was doing. But once I gave it up to God, that's when things started happening. The door started opening, man. I, and and in the world, just it just got brighter for me, you know. In dark place, man. I was able to climb my way up the rabbit hole, and so now I'm in Houston. I'm close to my daughter, talking to my kids every day. I'm around the family. I'm touching lives, man. I put a story out the other day. Oh, Hundreds of people reached out, you know, and so I'm just here to get the story out, man, and to, uh, just to make sure that I let people know that it's okay to not be okay, and it's okay to get help, and it's okay to be able to say, "Hey, I'm fighting this battle. What do I do?" And there's help out there for us. You know, you got to be willing and able to take it. And accept the fact that I have a problem, or I might I might be struggling with a problem, and I don't know how to really get out of it. Man, there's help out there. So we got a, we got a question for you, by entrepreneurs okay. aloud. What is the most profound lesson that you have learned from your experience? The most profound lesson I learned is that you cannot do this on your own, and it's okay to get help. You know, as men, we have egos. Yes. And 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 it's hard to say, hey, I need help. You know, it's hard to say I cannot do this on my own. You know, and that's where I was. I had a big ego, man. I couldn't I didn't want to admit it. Not to oh, anybody goodness. else than myself. You know, and so the biggest <laughs> thing I learned, man, was to get help if you need help, because it's out there for us, you know. And nobody can do it alone. Definitely, bro. 
You know, I feel the same way, man. I've, I've been through the same experiences you have. You know, I was drinking a lot, bro, getting pulled over, mm. all that, bro. No, no one knew, you know, I may have not thought it was an issue, right? But right. it actually was an issue. Um, in God's eyes, it's an issue. And that's how I look at it. I'm like, well, yeah, of course, for me, I'm gonna be like, this is what I normally do. This, you know, I'm not addicted to doing this, but I actually am because it's like a high. It's a high to drink and uh, smoke or do drugs. And we may not think it is, but, you know, how I look at it is in God's eyes, man, he looking at us like, what are you doing? Yeah. And um, it's that grace, like you said, just showing, you know, that he loves us no matter what we're going through. No matter what's going on, bro, you know, I was there with you on the team. And, um, you know, I feel like I had an ego, too. We all did. Yeah, because we, we're all did. we put our minds up here. But we have another question about entrepreneurs allowed. You know, how did you find good help? That's what it says. How did you find good help? That's a good question, man. So being in the league, um, I reached out to my program manager. Um, shout out to Lachey Davis-Williams. I reached out to her and uh, – Man, she she uh she set it up to where I can go to um this place in uh, Jacksonville, Florida called Lakeview Health, um where they send their former players at, and uh and she got me connected with them and see me on a flight the next day. Sure, that's dope, bro. That's yep. amazing. That's an amazing feeling, bro. Um, Man. I feel the same way, bro. Like just for me, um, I know I'm talking like I, you know, I'm saying, bruh, because you my bruh, but you just for me, man, it's it's like a. Let's see, we got another comment. Not all help is good help, indeed, especially when you're thriving and on that successful road, on that success road, definitely. Um, but you know, I'm I'm proud of you, bro, because same thing with me, man. I couldn't have did it without God, and once I let it go. Bro, once I let it go, he let me go. He like DeAndre, mm -hmm. do this. Once he let, once I let it go, man. Um, that's how I moved out here to Memphis, Tennessee, bro. And I'm just very thankful for it because he just has me operating at a different level, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And um, like I said, when we were playing in Green Bay, man, um, we we're probably going through the same things. We just didn't know it, you know. know we be we'd be hanging out with each other, and that was God's way of putting us together. Right. We may have not been doing the right things at that moment in time, but, you know, God brought us out. And mentally, I was struggling, too, you know, uh, after just holding that stigma, thinking I got to put people on my back and thinking people are looking at me at a, a certain way because I'm not playing in the NFL, knowing that I could be playing. And I was just tearing myself down um, because, you know, that stuff doesn't make us. God made us. And at the end of the day, God owns us. He owns everything. So, you know, just want to ask you a couple more questions. You know, let's let's hear your testimony uh, about the homelessness, you know, coming out of that um, in your college years. Um, I think you said um, JUCO. You were homeless before that or during? Yeah, it was during that. It was, um, it was my last semester. So most of the guys got a chance to go out, how they call mid-year in December. From June, cause after two years, they got mid-year guys who transfer to go to universities in December, so they can be in a university for the spring semester to get a head start. I didn't have the grades, and so I had to stay an extra semester in the summer. I mean, the spring and the summer, and so that spring, towards the end of spring, you know, a lot of guys already left. So I did my two years 
and an extra spring to finish classes still to get a scholarship. And so at the end of it, man, I couldn't pay rent no more. You know, I was sharing a bedroom. It was uh, five of six of us in a four in a, in a, in a two bedroom, you know, two in the living room, two in each room. And uh, man, I just, I, I went to the car, you know, and uh, went to a Walmart, and par- a Walmart parking lot, man, and slept in the car for about the better of two months. Better over the last two months, man, and just you know, and, and took 26 units, you know, a semester. Just went to the car, man, and and, and just that's where I lived for the past two months. You know, I did 60 days, you know, in the car. Did my homework in there, you know. Uh, talked on the phone to my to my at that time my daughter, you know, um, who was only about six months, seven months anyway. But talked to her there, you know, and and I just <laughs> that was my life. You no, know, that was my life. You know, I went to uh to the locker room and showered. You know, ate when I could. You know, and still did classes. You know, so it was a struggle, man. It was a, it was a struggle. Now, when I when I think about it now, at that time, it was just a way of it was just a way of life. You know, and and now when I think about it, it's like, man, I can't even imagine myself doing it to this day. I can imagine myself sleeping in a car just for two nights, let alone sixty. You know, but that's the when you when you in it, you in it, and just like the addiction. You know, and drinking. When we was in it, we was just in it. You know, we didn't really think about how it's affecting us and how it might be hurting us or, you know, how this is really something that's like depressing to us. It's just something that we were just in. And it's hard to get out of it when you can't see the light in the tunnel. Right. Yeah, that's you know? that's amazing, bro. That's an amazing testimony uh, because, I, you know, it shows how much fortitude you have, like, you pushing through that pain, you pushing through that stuff. And then when you look back on it, it's really a blessing because you think about everything that God has done with you mentally, you know, physically, spiritually, that's a testimony. You say you was diag- you were diagnosed with dyslexia, mm-hmm. but you still found a way to be able to get through it, to take those units, to go to school, <laughs> to graduate, to do all that. You know, that's, that's a challenge. But, you defeated that challenge. Let's see. You and me, Radio, got a special. Let's see. Thank Viewer comment. Love this. Success looks like helping others. Amen. That's the truth. Because uh, being selfless, uh, to be able to give out your gifts and your your talents and show others what you can be and how much uh, of a light you are to the world. God made you a light. and you know, football was just something we were passing through. Mm. It didn't define who we are. It doesn't define anything about us. Because, again, I'm, I'm going to say what my master coach told me. You know, I was taking a workshop. She said, uh, DeAndre, you are your second NFL. And that's the truth because they need us in order to play mm. together. If we don't show up and we don't put the pads on, there is no football. Very so that's well. how big I am. That's how big God made me. So, um, you know, we got about a couple minutes left. And just want you to give me your three different things about you mentally, physically, and spiritually from where you were in your past and where you are now. Just quick and short, uh, just how you were thinking before, how your body was before, everything, how you were before and how you are now. Yep. So uh, 
mentally before I was lost. You know, I was um I was still searching for answers and like within myself. You know, I was still trying to figure out who I was. Um, today I know who I am. I know what I stand for. You know, there's a saying that I like to go by. It's um, you keep it by giving it away. So all the things that I learned and that I've been through, the way that I keep it is by giving away. And that's how I, I, I keep that clear identification of who I am, you know, and what I've been through. And I let all that define me. I, I used to let it break me and I let it define me. And I, like, I love my flaws and I love, cause it's making me who I am today. It's making me the strong man I am today. So, you know, today I'm stronger, you know, mentally, and you know, I'm not lost no more. You know, I can say I'm found. And I know exactly who I am and I thrive in that. Um, emotionally, I was um, distraught. You know, I couldn't control it. You know, I was all over the place, highs and lows. Um, I'm not an even kill today. You know, I keep everything level. You know, I don't get too high, I don't get too low. I yes. live life on life's terms. Um, not on my terms. You know, I live life on life's terms. And um, I take it day by day, man. I take it day by day. I'm, I'm coming up on 80 days sober. And I take it day by day, you know. Uh, when things happen, I just take it in for what it is, and I deal with it. You know, I don't, I don't let it eat me up inside, you know, and something great happened, I don't get too excited about it. I just take it for what it is, and I keep going. Physically, mm -hmm. I feel great. Um, obviously, before, you know, with the with the, with the the use of drugs and alcohol, um, body didn't feel good, you know. Uh, you know, I had chest pains, you know. I was having pains in my shoulders, you know, having headaches. Mm -hmm you know, and bad coughs, you know, and uh, today um, I feel healthy. You know, I'm working out every day, staying in shape. Um, I'm down about six, seven pounds, um, building yeah. on muscle again, getting my body back right. Um, you know, I'm able to move better, you know, and, and I'm able to be with the kids and, and, and actually be present, you know, in their life, not just be there, but actually be present and involved, you know, and have some structure in my life. So, you know, I'm grounded, man. Everything is grounded. You know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm still seeking spiritually, but I'm not, I'm not like just out here lost, you know, right. in a while, you know, so I'm on the right direction, man. I feel good about it. Amen, bro. Uh, I love it. Yes, man. Sir. I love the update. Of course, we're going to get connected, stay connected. Um, I'm just thankful that you're a part of this show and, um, your testimony to the people that are watching, uh, your family, your friends, man. And, uh, you know, if you want to play football again, bro, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm thinking about playing overseas again. Um, but you know, that's available too. Um, and I know you got family and stuff, but if it's in God's will, you know what I mean? It'd be mm -hmm. dope to play with you and me being the quarterback and you being the running back. Yeah, man. <laughs> so that'd be exciting. That'd be so, super man, dope, I, just, man. I thank you for today, man. Um, those of you that are watching, this is special guest Alex Green. Go follow him on his social media platforms. Um, man, he's a special guy, man of God, and um, you know, mentor. He's also a motivational speaker as well. So uh, let's let's get him to start doing some speaking. Let's do some speaking engagements together. However, that sure. can look and. Um, you know, don't forget to comment, like, share, and subscribe on UME Radio. And we thank you for watching. 
click the notification bell so when the videos are uploading or live videos, they'll pop up. And uh, we just want to say we love you and we thank you and have a blessed day. Thank you, Alex Green. Thank you, uh, You Me Radio. And uh, let's continue the weekend show. <laughs>